1: All right, welcome back to Saved by the Bellini, the podcast. I am John DeBerry, and this is the podcast where we take a little behind-the-scenes peek into the the making of my cocktail book, Saved by the Bellini, uh, which is a love letter to the 90s as told through cocktails. And um, throughout this series, we're kind of talking to people who had influence on the book, whether it's directly or indirectly, and the person who probably had the most direct impact on this book was my editor. Uh, Her name is Amanda Englander, and she actually is the editor of Both my uh, this book, say by The Blingy, but also my first cocktail book, which is called Drink What You Want, and so we've been colleagues, uh, friends since you know I think the day we met basically. uh, Just had we have great chemistry. We're 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 really fond of each other, and uh, we are just great partners together in, in writing. And so I wanted to bring her on just to talk about her work as an editor and kind of what that looks like and also i think we just end up kind of gabbing and being friends for like half of this conversation so um yeah so i think it's really fascinating to to hear um how an editor works and how she kind of got her start um and also just like the kind of chemistry that she and i have and you can definitely see the kind of like affection that we have for each other and how it kind of manifests in the book uh, which you should definitely read by the way um so enjoy cheers Okay, Amanda. Thanks so much for joining me on this.
3: It is my pleasure to be here. I'm also Brooklyn.
1: I'm also honored that it is your very first podcast recording, ever.
3: Yes, baby's first podcast. I find that hard
1: to believe, considering
3: believe it how much
1: media you're involved in.
3: No, I um I like to be behind the scenes. <laughs> Fair enough. Yes.
1: Fair enough. So this is a little bit of a front.
3: It's I'm ner- very nervous. This
1: is a behind I'm... the scenes podcast, so I feel like you're still technically okay, behind the scenes. Because um, it's all a, sort of a look behind the book and how it got made. And how it gets made is largely in part thanks to the editor of the book, which you are.
3: You helped. I
1: helped. Yeah. I know. But I,
3: I couldn't have had that much alcohol in my possession at one time. <laughs> Do you remember that shopping cart picture
1: what shopping? you sent me oh, after when I, you When bought- I went shopping for all the alcohol, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah.
3: Yeah, that was good. Yeah. It was I alarming. Mean,
1: yeah, you know, it's, it's really crazy how easy it is, Just you go and buy enough alcohol to kill yourself and no one says anything. Anything? Yeah.
3: They don't, like, me. Yep. did you get carded on that trip?
1: No, they know me at Astor at this point. Oh, okay. Yeah.
3: It's a little disappointing.
1: I've been carded, but not for that.
3: Okay. Fair enough. The um, bar across the street from my office cards everyone.
1: I mean, you can definitely get
3: carded. Thank you. Yeah.
1: You will definitely, you're cardable.
3: I appreciate that. <laughs> You've endeared yourself to me. Thank you. <laughs> All Carry right. On. So now that I've warmed you up, <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, I well, I wanted to talk to you about the process of writing this book, and um, you know, I, I don't know, I don't know who's going to listen to this podcast to be to be very honest, but I feel like the kind of process of um, what a book, what it actually takes to write, basically a, a cookbook, essentially is, is, or even just any book, is not necessarily like common knowledge for a lot of people. Um,
3: no, I would say it's Unless not.
1: you've written a book.
3: I ha- I haven't, um, but I know how. Um, <laughs> but no, I do think it's this very sort of mysterious... Publishing itself is a mysterious industry, I yeah. feel like, um, and especially the writing of a cookbook. A lot of people think it's a great idea or would be super fun um, and don't necessarily realize how much work goes into it yeah. so, and how long it takes. Yeah. Um, so, it's a while.
1: It is a while. How long
3: did it take you to write the book?
1: That's a good question because I think I split it up. <clears throat> there was a, there was unlike so we both we worked on both of my books together, which is we very sure nice. Sure did. Um, and the first the first book was very definitive. You know, it was very much like oh, here's my, uh, this is the daiquiri recipe that I think you should use. And this is like the standard for this. So there wasn't a lot of like really intense, like R and D and recipe testing in the way it was for the for say by the Blini. where I say by the Blini, it's like pretty much every single recipe except for like one or two were like whole cloth fabrications because I had to create drinks that were like geared towards literally like a punchline. Yeah. And it's hard to find a recipe off the shelf. You know that yes. fits like a Spice Girls punchline. So
3: you killed it. You did it.
1: <laughs> so I did a lot of R and D. I did. I, I went shopping, as you saw, um, and I basically built myself like a back bar, and then I sort of limited myself to those things rather than just like theoretically writing all these recipes and then finding out that I needed to buy seventy million different bottles because I think it's one of the. Most common critiques I hear of of cocktail books is that they're like, oh, this book looks great and it's really fun, and I opened up the a recipe and I need, realized I needed to buy eight bottles and then never use those bottles again. So I really wanted it to be like tight and um, like user friendly. Like so, if you have a limited back bar, you don't have to like go crazy and buy a ton of shit. So that process took like maybe three months, I'd say. Not like constant, but like. You know, beginning to end. And then the writing part of it was actually pretty quick because it was like, I mean, this title, the book writes itself. And then it's once you have best. the concepts, once you have, like, okay, I want to make a Spice Girls drink, I want to make a Jurassic Park drink. And then once you have the recipe and the concept, it's just the head note is just a breeze. And even though I wrote like 900 word head notes that you then had to make make into like 300 word head notes. Yeah, I sh- <laughs> I,
3: maybe, maybe like. One seventy-five, even yes. Yeah, there was there was some shortening.
1: Yeah, there was some shortening.
3: Should we talk about um, the shortening of your first book, or are we not? not I would love to talk that? about because
1: I think it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it
3: is. It is. Uh, yes, John. How many words was the first draft of that?
1: Well, book? according to my contract, I had to provide a five fifty-six thousand word manuscript. Okay, and that's what I did. Oh. And then we cut Who's it. Whose idea was
3: that? And I don't know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it was mine.
3: <laughs> I don't I do not recall, but um yes, I believe we we cut about a third of it. Yeah, it down in, to 38. Right? Yeah. That's yeah. A, that's better for a cocktail book, I feel like.
1: Yeah, I think so. It was
3: it felt like the right size.
1: No, it was perfect. Yeah. It's a
3: good size. I've actually used that size for other books. It's good
1: But you know, for me, I think that the writing process is like Something I learned, especially through writing "Drink What You Want" and having to cut so much of it out, was that it's almost like when you're writing. It's, it's this is gonna sound really pretentious, but like if, if when you're writing, it's like the first draft is like your like block of marble. Okay, and there's somewhere in there is like your sculpture. Yes, but you're not going to get the sculpture until you have the block of marble. So you just need to just yes, just get it all out totally, and then just not be too attached to anything. Correct. Yeah. Yes.
3: Yes. <laughs> um, yes. You're, I think, now familiar with the phrase "kill your darlings." Kill your darlings. I yes. love killing my darlings. Um, I love killing your darlings too. Oh, <laughs> we have so much in common. Um, but yes, it is. It's definitely a lot of people do write that way. They just sort of spill their guts. Um, because you don't know what the good thing is going to be or what the relevant thing is going to be. Um, And, you know, there's some self-editing, of course, but then I really view it as my job to go in and smooth the edges, shape, maybe fill in, maybe chip away a little more, um, and so on and so forth. So.
1: Yeah. Maybe let's back up with some like some some biographical information about you. Oh, about me? I mean, I will, I will intro you Who and cares? tell you say where you work. But <laughs> how many how many you know cookbooks? And I include cocktail books as a cookbook. How many cook how many books do you think you've edited? in I your I have in your no career? idea. Yeah. a
3: lot. Um, <laughs> you told me I didn't need to prepare for this, so I didn't. Um, you said I was prepared. Um, I can see why you think I would know that number, but I I simply don't. Um, but a lot, um, I don't know. I'm also very bad at quick math so, okay. so, or, or slow math. So, math so my, I do words. I do words. It's true. Yes, definitely a lot. Um, and you know, there was a time when I was doing, I don't know, like upwards of 20 a year even. Nice. Um, so you know, a few. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And then what, what, what is, what is, what's the appeal of, of cookbooks for you?
3: Um, I love eating. I love food. Um, When I was in college, this is like a pretty distinct memory for me, my college roommate, um, who I'm still very good friends with, um, Mm. she would always, you know, we would like come to the city and, you know, in our sort of like freshman year of life when we first lived in the city after graduation, she wanted to sort of. Save her money to spend on clothes and shoes and bags, Mm -hmm. and I was always willing to spend that money on a great meal. Yeah. Um. So it was like kind of hard to get her to come with me and blah blah blah. But um, I it just always was about the great meal for me. So, um, I don't know. I feel very lucky to have found this sort of niche of the universe that is a, a perfect marriage of my love for food and my uncanny ability to place commas correctly. Uh, I know. You
1: tell me a lot about commas. Oh, my God. Did I? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, I take so many of my commas out now because of yeah, you. They're yeah. They're way overused.
3: You're right. You're reminding me now that you, you're a little comma happy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so <laughs> 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 it's a thing. Um, so yeah, that's sort of it. And when I first got into publishing, I, like many, thought I wanted to find the next great American novel. Uh-huh. And actually my first job, I don't know if anyone cares about this, but
1: I, I care you care yeah, oh, I do. thank you. Yeah. okay.
3: So my very first job, um, I was an assistant to two different people, and one of them was the women's fiction editor. Um, and at the time, Chicklet was Mm -hmm. a very hot category, and I was super excited about working on those kinds of books. Like Candace
1: Bushnell kind of stuff? Precisely. Yes.
3: Uh, Nanny Diaries, Uh, that sort of thing. Um, And then I was working also for another editor who worked on prescriptive nonfiction. And I was like, that's fine. She seems nice. Like, I'll figure it out. (laughs) And, uh, you know, a couple months into the job, they both asked me to edit with them, edit in front of them, uh, basically do a pass so that they could then...
1: See how paddle, you edit?
3: See how I edit, yeah, sure. Huh. It was probably a test, um, but also it was like make it easier for them once uh. they got in there. And as I was editing a novel, I was like, well, I don't know. Like, Do you want this to be this way? This is a symbol. Like, I don't know. What are you trying to get at here? It was very subjective. Yeah. Whereas the nonfiction, it was a, it was a cleaning book, um, it was Mrs. Meyer's cleaning book.
1: Wow. Yes. Like the Myers, like the soap. Correct. With all the letters yes, on it. Yes, yes, yeah.
3: indeed. Um, I just was like, well, why isn't there a chapter on the garage and organizing that? And it was just like very black and white to me. Um, like and an instruction manual. Truly. Yeah. Yes. And just sort of a fitting together of pieces. Yeah. And from there I was like, okay, so I'm a nonfiction editor. Got it. <laughs> um, and I happened to be, um, at that company when they were launching a lifestyle imprint. Um, so I just sort of a little bit of publishing is, is right place, right time. Yeah. So we can maybe chalk it up to that. Um, but I became really interested in, in that area and then it became my thing.
1: Yeah. And when you're, when you're editing a manuscript and you get it, I, I think, I actually feel like I, 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 I thought about everything I knew about like kind of how the process worked was kind of like wrong before I started doing it. And like, for me, I always thought that like, I would be like, you know, writing a part of it and then sending it to an editor and then getting it back and then like writing this whole book, like kind of in weird patches. And then, and then you were like, don't talk to me until you're (laughs) done. (laughs)
3: I didn't say that. No, not like that, but like, and and, and
1: I appreciate it too because I I think that sounded like an infuriating process to have to do that and not, not have the end of the book done before you start editing the beginning of the book, which makes absolutely no sense if you think about it. But I've heard people say, oh, I'm like my, I have five chapters due tomorrow. And I'm like, okay, I guess that's how this works. Um, When you have, when you have a manuscript that gets popped in front of you and you start and you're like, okay, I'm going to edit this. Like what is your like... Like, what is your process? Like, what is your, like, first pass? Like, what are you, like, do you just dive into yeah, it and you just, just don't count. have any really, you're not like, okay, this is my comma read?
3: So, uh, <laughs> no. So, um, okay, a few things. One is to address the sort of the piecemeal bit. Mm-hmm. Some people definitely do write that way and some people definitely do edit that way. Yeah, I don't prefer it because I like to have the sort of, entire overview the 360 mm-hmm. a lot of people uh write the introduction last um they you know you kind of see where the book takes you mm-hmm. and then go back to the beginning to say what you've accomplished <laughs> and here's what I set out to do yeah. um in the beginning of the book so I I don't prefer it that way um and I don't you know but some people do whatever yeah. however however you get it down on paper right. Um, But I also, um, I take a lot of steps with my authors sort of leading up to the sitting down in front of a blank screen typing. Um, So, you know, I like to look at an outline together. I like to look at a recipe list together um, and have a little bit of back and forth on that. Um, And I always refer to it as a roadmap. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it's, you know, it's a kind of a living, breathing document. Like you're going to get in the kitchen and do something that wasn't part of the plan. And it's a great idea. And you shouldn't not do it just because it wasn't part of the plan. And something that was part of the plan is not going to pan out how you thought it would. Um, So, but I I like to have that so that if you do sort of get lost along the way, it's something we can refer back to. And it can kind of get us back on track or ground us, um, you know, in the, if the writing process kind of gets a little off the rails, which I don't know, it sometimes does, it sometimes doesn't. It's also helpful for me um, to, even if it does change, to give that sort of like, okay, I mean, I've told people, I've been like, did you know you liked peanut butter that much? <laughs> like you have it in 13 recipes. And they're like, I had no idea. Um, and so I'm looking at it for that. And I'm also looking at it for, you have 22 recipes in this chapter and seven recipes in this chapter. Can we kind of balance so it balance, out a little So balance, just like more? cocktails. Yeah. Right. Yes, precisely. Yeah. Um, so that doing all that kind of work up front, by the time I do get the whole big manuscript, whether it's 38,000 or 56,000 words, or another number, who can say, Um, I kind of know, I know what I have. Yeah. And I do, I just dive right in. Mm -hmm. Just like, in.
1: Yeah, cool. So, yeah. So I want to talk about the specific, that specific process that's related to say by the Bellini, but we're gonna take a really quick break. We'll be right
2: back. This episode is brought to you by Roberta's, home of Heritage Radio Network. Roberta's was founded in Bushwick in 2008 and has become one of the most iconic restaurants in the country. HRN made its home inside of Roberta's in 2009, and together they have become part of the DIY fabric of the neighborhood. With multiple locations in New York City, Long Island, and Los Angeles, you can also find their frozen pies in grocery stores around the country. The spirit of Roberta's, like Heritage Radio Network, is everywhere. Here's to many more years of pizza-powered radio. Learn more about Roberta's at robertaspizza.com.
1: Okay, and we're back with my editor Amanda Englander, and uh, yeah, so you were just before you were explaining kind of your like general process, and then. Um, that sort of leads me to want to talk about, you know, this kind of particular process of writing, say by the Blini and you were describing a process that like when I was writing, drink, which you want, this is before I handed it to you. I did everything backwards. Like I wrote the, I wrote the introduction first. Mm-hmm. I wrote like all this other like elaborate reference material and like everything. And then I wrote the recipes and I was like, wait, half the recipes have nothing to do with things. that I wrote about. <laughs> So that process was definitely a, a lot more, um, more. Uh, logical for say by the Bellini.
3: I will say on that one, I remember that, I mean, it was a while ago at this point, yeah. but I remember that sort of, we had this unlock moment, um, cause there was so much and I just was like, what, how are we gonna, how are we gonna get in there? Yeah. And I do remember that sort of, we got it, we figured it out and having, well,
1: I almost, I, I was about to rewrite the whole book.
3: I, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> been terrible for everybody.
1: <laughs> I would have made it work.
3: Um, I re- distinctly remember like spending a summer editing it.
1: So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm.
3: <laughs> I still have
1: the paper printouts. Oh, I know. Yeah, I, I can,
3: know. I, I don't. I don't edit on paper anymore now. Oh. I know. I did okay. really like it. Remember, I would have the like piles on my yeah. coffee table. Yeah, it was good. Yeah,
1: I love it. So anyway, I think with so say by the Bellini, I think it was. I don't know how unique this is, but like the title was really what triggered the whole book. Yes, and and so. That was, once we had the title down, that was sort of like everything that sort of flowed very naturally. But I do remember a very fateful and very cold um, Kiki's lunch.
3: Oh my God. It was so cold. My
1: fingers were numb for like two hours afterwards. It was,
3: I had to put my feet on against a heater <laughs> and potentially cause a fire. And we
1: set, we set up this Google Doc together of like, I don't know how many like, ideas for recipes, but they weren't even like, oh, let's do a gin drink and let's do a whiskey cocktail. It was like, it was all based. It was like Enya. And like, how many (laughs) do we need? Like, you know, you're doing that balancing exercise where you're like, okay, we have like 10 music references and we need like 15 toy references and this and this and that. And you're like, is that something that you like, oh, like, is that like, how common is that to like, to text your author at like 5:45 in the morning being like hey here's another okay. idea for a
3: turn." I only text you at that time because I know you're also I'm definitely awake like yeah. we are <laughs> the earliest early earliest of the birds. Yeah. Um by the way, the birds start chirping in the fours, but I consider the hour of 4 nighttime still. Oh yeah, same. So it's like, yeah. you know, but we are in the rise with the sun uh, time of year. I had to put my
1: shades down for the first time last night cuz it, um, it got way too dark yeah. way too bright way too early.
0: Yeah.
3: Yes. Anyway, so I would say um, that is not particularly common. Mm -hmm. Uh, Also, I mean, sometimes the title does come, the title of the book does come first. Um, Sometimes it is like, we need to design the cover. What is the title? And I'm like, I don't know. Just leave room for two words. Um, So that was certainly. not a hundred percent unique. Like it wasn't a once in a lifetime for me, but, uh, I have not, I have had more experiences the opposite than this. Should we talk about the origin story of the title? Yeah. Okay. That was, um, not very cold. It was like lovely. fresco dining. It was like a June, a balmy
1: June. June. It was balmy. Yeah. Almost exactly.
3: Uh, Time is confusing to me.
1: Two years ago? It had to. Was it 21?
3: It had to be, but it wasn't June.
1: Maybe it was later. Maybe it, it was August. Ha, yeah.
3: I don't know. Anyway. But it was uh, it was lovely alfresco weather. Yeah. We were at Felice. Yes. Or Felice, depending on how you want to pronounce it. I think it. it was
1: French, so let's go with Felice.
3: I think it's Italian. Whatever. It's Italian. Okay.
1: You would know. I, yeah,
3: because I go there. Because you go know there. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I know where all of them are. <laughs> the wine bar. Well, it's a restaurant, too. Um, you were... This may not be polite, but I'm going to say it. Pounding rosé.
1: It was rosé and ice.
3: It was rosé and ice. And I think ice.
1: I may have put some Pellegrino some in there as well.
3: It's possible. Yeah. It's possible. It's very, um, very
1: refreshing. I
3: was drinking Lambrusco because that's, that's my right. favorite thing to Lambrusco order right. there. They have a good Lambrusco by the glass. Yes. Um, and should we like reenact it? I don't know. How should we do this? <laughs> I don't but know. But I think you said, you sort of had the idea, right, of doing... 90s themed cocktails. I, yeah, Is that true.
1: I feel like I had like a couple of ideas that I was sort of like you did. Let's like look at maybe there's like a ingredient based kind of thing, or there's like a nostalgia. You know, there's sort of different kind of genres of book that I was sort of pitching.
3: Yes, yeah, you did. You you had a couple ideas, yeah. but I feel like this was one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then this is my memory. So yours may be different. We can compare notes after. But Believe it or not, I remember then,
1: the entire. Oh, wow. Yeah.
3: Really? Okay. I have really well, a lot of I really day. high tolerance. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I had like it was like life. five. Okay. <laughs> it was. Um, I would be on the floor. <laughs> um, but I said, yeah, that's a good idea, but it needs a really good title. Yeah. Like Saved by the Bellini. Right. And it just like fell out of my mouth. And we both were like.
1: <gasps> yeah. I think I like immediately Googled it to make sure that it wasn't already taken and it actually wasn't, which I found to incredible. be incredible. Astonishing. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Um and then I wasn't there for this part, obviously, but we parted ways. Yes. We both went into the night and you took the bus home. I did. And you the were
1: fifteen, select bus. Oh, it's yes. my favorite bus. Such a good bus.
3: I feel like Eastsiders now, you know. Yeah. yeah. Um of Manhattan to yeah. be specific, yes. <laughs> Um, but uh, my understanding is you texted your agent or called your agent. Oh, I was boy. on the phone with Nicole,
1: like, phone like in yet. with like all, on the I, bus, like waiting for the bus. Um,
3: oh, I love that. Um, <laughs> fun story about the M15 bus. Um, I I've lived on the Upper East Side for a long time, so until we had the queue, I was like all about That's the a, M15 yeah. bus. But I used to call it the M15 uh, because do you remember that like bar club place <gasps> called M15?
1: Momofuku had a holiday party there. <gasps> In really? like, 2017.
3: Yeah, so you know exactly what I'm talking yeah. about. And I just like, I, it was like a brain, a mind <laughs> meld for me. I was like, yeah, it's the M15. Um, and it, it's the name of the club. It just, yeah. And I was like, but wait, it's not the M79 or the M86. So I got it eventually. Yeah. But for nostalgia's sake, I like to call it the M15. That's cute. Um, but yeah, anyway, so it was sort of off to the races from there. Yeah. And I feel like this is like just a a book that we were both born to work on. Yeah. And the references just like started coming fast and furious.
1: It was, yeah, it was nuts.
3: Is it, that a nineties reference? Fast and furious.
1: I think fast and furious is, is, uh, is Y2K. Oh, it's okay. Aughts.
3: Good to know. Aughts. Good to know. Yeah. yeah. The aughts man. We need to work on the branding.
1: Yeah. Aughts is not.
3: And then what happened? Like what then? What the teens?
1: And then I think history is just over.
3: It yeah,
1: and it's 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 the end of the world. Like I think the '90s were like the last distinct decade that you could like kind of like have a real sense of, and then there was like Y2K was like 2000 to 2007 eight financial crisis, and then Uh, after that it's just like it's it's game over. I
3: mean, something (sighs) that has occurred to me since (laughs) we've worked on this book is that this is going to sound stupid, but I think you'll know what I mean. It's really hard to figure out like when. 1999 ended and like 2000 yeah. began like yeah. it's very mushy and a lot of stuff happened
1: yeah yeah a lot of like the music videos that came out in 99 have a very yes very legit Y2K vibe to them
3: we were preparing and
1: then there's some holdovers and same thing with like 89 to 90 and all that it's like this fa- I
3: guess so yeah fuzzy that's thing true. but it's
1: it definitely there was like this emerging Y2K aesthetic that sort of had its like roots in like the Matrix, you know, like oh, that yeah. kind of like 99, 98 kind of futurism of like, wow, it's going to
3: be the millennium in two
1: years. Holy shit.
3: I mean, it's like basically the minority report now. So with the eyeballs and the...
1: That's a good movie. Scanning. Oh, it's yeah. such a good
3: movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. a lot. I mean, we're like not all the way there, but the, <laughs> the like retina scanning, <laughs> yeah. it's everywhere. It's everywhere. It's true. Um, but yeah, I do I do think it it is unique to this project that you started with recipe titles. Yeah. And just sort of had to figure it out from there. Um, but yes, I would definitely text you at 5 45 in the morning. Yeah. Well, because a lot of it was derived from Oh, that's right. The music that I heard during my Peloton rides. Yes,
1: that's a deep quarantine uh,
3: reference. Yeah. Deep quarantine <laughs> reference. Though <laughs> so this was this was sort of like post you were post deep, yeah. yes. Um, but yeah, I would like I love a 90s ride. Yeah so I would just be like, oh my god, waterfall chaser. (laughs) Sometimes I text you and I'm like, this is the reference, or sometimes I text you, this is the reference, and this is the drink name. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, don't go chasing waterfalls, drink name, waterfall chaser. Waterfall chaser.
1: Yes. (laughs) Also I wanna talk about the um our illustrator. Oh. which, Obsessed. uh, you know, she, she was also on this podcast and, um, I feel like that was like a total, um, like kismet match made in heaven. I don't Absolutely. know what the, what the term is, but like, how do you go about like when you have a book that needs artwork, like what is that process like? Cause it's probably very unique to every book, right?
3: Yeah. You start, you sort of start with the, the vibe, like what are we, what is the mood we're after? Yeah. Um, you know, I don't even know if we talked about it, but I think we inherently knew we wanted this to be like bright, fun, vibrant, poppy. Um, I, I sort of always make a point to talk to an author about those sort of buzzwords that we can use and then build on Mm -hmm. for the visual program. Sometimes they're like clean, minimal, you know, bright light, whatever. Um, and from there... We start researching illustrators. Um, similar for photography, also. Right. Like if it's a photo driven book, we always knew this was gonna be illustrated. Yeah. Your first book was illustrated, also. Yeah. Um,
1: I mean, that was also kind of controversial. I feel like it was not immediately. I mean, my first time, I'm, I'm a first time author, and I'm like, hey, I want this book illustrated. And, and I was like, like sure, maybe. Yeah,
3: that might be true. I don't remember. <laughs> I've I, This part, I don't remember. So I trust you. Yeah. Um, But I'm glad it is illustrated. Me too. It's really cute. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, we, so, uh, you know, every publisher works a little bit differently. Um, I have an in-house creative team, so we have a creative director. We have an art director specifically who works on um, these sorts of food, drink, lifestyle titles because it's sort of a universe unto itself. I call it the island of beautiful things. Mm. I know, it's nice, right? Um, and you know, they have, I like, I know people who've crossed my path before and I can find people on Instagram, but they have a really, really deep knowledge of, uh, just sort of people in, in, in different spaces and different talents and what they'll be able to make. And all of that. um, And people they've always wanted to work with before, so on and so forth. Um, And I feel like we looked at a few different people, um, had some conversations with other people, and then this just sort of, Mm -hmm. to use your word, it was total kismet. Um, And I truly cannot imagine this book with anybody else's art. It's so good. It's so perfect. It's so, 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 so good. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And I feel like I gave Clara, like, the least amount of information. Like it wasn't, it wasn't unhelpful, but I was just like, "Hey, here's a co- here's a picture, a reference picture I took," and yes. like Blair Witch Project.
3: Yes. Well, she also had your head notes too. That's true. That's right.
1: Yeah, she did have that.
3: And in fact, a couple of times she did, you know, she drew something from her heart and I was like, but this doesn't align with the head note. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, so she did. I mean, she, I'm sure she spoke about it, um, but she, I think had just a great time reading your thoughts and then turning them into art. Yeah. Um, But she's so talented and fast. Yes. She's super yeah, she told me she told me
1: about her process when I, on, on, on when, when we were talking, and it was just like remarkable. She like she draws like the whole thing, mm-hmm. like draws, draws, and then scans it in. And oh then like, wow! It's like and
3: it's wild. And even
1: the ones where I was, like the ones like uh, the Green Day yeah one where I'm like oh I'm sure you just drew individual pieces and then just like scanned them in and then shrunk them down and made it all made sense she was like no I just drew the whole thing
3: oh my god I was like oh my god I, I like <laughs> could not na- I people have vast talents yeah I could never do that unattainable I don't even know uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, great
1: you see my handwriting it's a disaster
3: I can't think of what it looks like it's right bad. now but I believe that yeah it's really bad do you remember on your first manuscript which I edited on paper um, I you there was a page, the header was tequila and I like drew a heart around it. I do. I do remember that. It's my liquor of choice.
1: That's what made me want to uh, write the first book with you was that on my little proposal thingy that we were shopping around, I would get Mm -hmm. a lot of... You'd talk to talk to editors, and they'd be like, you know, you know, you have a great background, and like you really know a lot of stuff, but like, can you just like tone down like the voice a little bit? No. And I was like, no. And then you're like, <laughs> I think there was like literally L O L like written and circled on it. And I'm like, I don't care what it takes. Yeah. We're, we're I'm making it, I'm doing this book with this person. That's so, something
3: yeah. I would do. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I do. So yeah, I
3: do. Remember. I use L O L unironically. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> it's useful. It's
3: it it useful. really is.
1: Yeah. Um, so actually, it's it's interesting, like about the. Um, uh, illustrations, like, you know, I don't think a lot of like cookbooks or like sort of instructional manual type books are illustrated because I think people want to have like a discrete, explicit picture.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: and I feel like there's been a certain, sometimes where it's like, like I'll I'll, 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 I'll like, like, God forbid I'll read like my Goodreads, you know, reviews or whatever. And people are like, I, I wish this wasn't illustrated. And it's just like kind of a funny thing to me that people need a, a photo. Um, I think it makes more sense for cookbooks where it's like you kind of have some sense of plating and you need to like see where things are but it's like you know the, the cocktail photo it's like basically all about the glassware.
3: Yeah. It, yeah. I mean I guess people want some people want what they're used to which yeah. is probably photos um, but I do think it it's easy for photos of singular drinks to start to look redundant in yeah. an art program in a book. There are photographed cocktail books that are super well done, stunning. So it's certainly doable. Yeah, attainable. Um, But, you know, you you really have to be thoughtful about how every single shot is going to be set up. Um, And, you know, I think your voice in writing matches really well with a sort of more playful, artful illustration. I also think in certain books... I, I suppose I would count cocktail books among them. Um, there's a little more longevity to the art in mm. illustration versus yeah. a really specific style of photography. It can look dated, totally. Yeah, um, or at least dated faster. Yeah. So um, that's you know something we consider also.
1: Right. And then if it's a book about the '90s and it's already dated,
3: yeah, oh, immediately dated. The point of it is dated. Dated upon arrival. <laughs> it's we're we're late.
1: Dated upon arrival. That's a good like date. Drink.
3: Great. Oh, I see your wheels turning. See, this is write that down.
1: Like (laughs) this is just what our interactions are like all the time.
3: I mean honestly, (laughs) I just like text you random things, no hello.
1: No. (laughs) This is it. Goodbye. Yeah. Thank you. And then it's wrong with it.
3: And then yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And then you come back to me. And I'm like, (laughs) yeah, that's it. Um, It's a very collaborative process. It is very collaborative. I feel
1: very lucky to have to have an editor like you in my life. Yeah.
3: Thank you. Yeah. I mean you already had me when you told me I looked like I needed to be carted <laughs>
1: <laughs> Oh that was it up until then it was nowhere yeah,
3: no yeah yeah the last four yeah, four or no, five however many years yeah, I've known oh, you um, no it uh, it's you are you are a pleasure to edit oh, yes.
1: Um, well I think we're coming up on kind of the end of our of our interview, but I, I, I maybe this is putting you on the spot and oh my God, I know already I told you not you. to prepare, but like let's say you had, My
3: palms are sweating. I
1: mean we're <laughs> trying to provide some useful information to the to the listener and like you know, if someone's out there who's like, you know, aspiring cocktail book, aspiring cookbook author, like what's you know, what are some like words of wisdom that oh you God. might have?
3: Run. No, (laughs) (laughs) don't do it. (laughs) Um, Hmm. It's hard to say because, because there are a lot of different ways to approach this sort of project. Right. Um, but I would say, see what else is out there. Mm -hmm. Uh, one of, one of the pieces of advice I repeat the most, both to aspiring authors and published authors alike Um, is to, or about to be published authors alike, is to spend time in the bookstore. Mm. So go to the bookstore. That's really good advice. Yeah. Yeah. See what else is out there. Um, Get a sense of what what books you want to be like, Mm -hmm. what books you definitely don't want to be like, what books you want to differentiate yourself from or your book from, Um, and just really understanding what else is out there because ultimately that's what you're being measured against. Um, you know, not just by an editor or an agent or whomever, but ultimately by the customer as well. So you look at the shelf and you're like, well, this is what's on the shelf. How do I fit into this? (laughs) Yeah, I think that's great. Oh my God. I did it. You did it. Thank you. Thank you. The, Thank, the whole thing's over now.
1: Yeah, the whole thing's over now. So like,
3: I did the whole thing. You I did didn't it. just do the. You just pop quizzed me. I
1: pop quiz you, and now. But I did. But now, now the whole thing is formally okay. over. Thank okay. you so much Ooh. for joining me.
3: Thank you. This was this was. I don't know if I would do it again, but <laughs> I do it. <laughs> everything I do, I do it for you. Aww.
1: So yeah. is that an '80s reference?
3: I think so. Yeah, it's a, is it everything or anything?
1: I think it's everything. I think so. I think yeah. I got it right the
3: first time. Okay. Who anyway. is, is it? Who's? I think I know whose song it is, but I don't want to embarrass myself.
1: It's like Richard something. No, that's I don't not know. what I was
3: thinking. So, I'm to anyway. refrain.
1: Anyway, thanks again. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Saved by the Bellini is powered by Simplecast. Thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network. Food radio, supported by you. Keep in touch at heritageradio.network.org/slash subscribe. You're doing great. Am I? Yeah, you're doing wonderful. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> You're a natural. You have a good radio voice too. I think. Oh
3: my god, so do you.
1: I I do the ASMR like.
3: Yeah. I you kind of boost my voice do. up a little bit. Um, I used to. I don't have to in my current job, but in previous jobs, I've had to record sales presentations. That sounds like. For um, you know, the people who go out on the road uh-huh. and whatever. And every time I went to do it, the person told me that I had a good.
1: Have you ever done like a phone record? tree recording? Like we, you know
3: no hey, oh, what be, is be that?
1: Good at that where what it's like hey you've reached like so and so oh I would love to do that yeah. do
3: you know anyone who needs that <laughs> I'm, I don't know I would do it
1: I'll, I'll, look, I'll look
3: around I would totally okay. do it I'll read audiobooks too mm. I would totally do that yeah yeah